I'm Edward October, and I'm here at the Octoberpod Ranch in the Great Smoky Mountains. Almost every night here, there's a ghost story party around the campfire. In my family, we believe that scary stories are best told around a roaring fire with a bottle of wine. That's why bold individualists everywhere choose Octoberpod for their retro horror thrills. Our stories are so good because they're told with such care, understated, moody, and above all, chilling. Why don't you join us for retro horror of impeccable taste? Choose Octoberpod. Find us on YouTube or at octoberpodvhs.com. Octoberpod. Retro horror for bold individualists. and Broomflakes, the podcast that talks about witches, man-witches, warlocks, sorcerers, and other magic practitioners in movies, television, comic books, books, and just about everything. We also talk about sometimes heroic and just plain (laughs) awesome animals as our favorite familiars, and we talk about witches in history. I promise we are going to get back to that sometime and hopefully soon, because I think we all need it, especially right now. Um, And sorry, this show will include spoilers. You've been warned. My name is Linda, but this week you can call me Cheesla. (laughs) Or a Yule Time Cheese Lad. (laughs) That's Yule Yule Cheese. Yule Cheese. The Cheese Log. (laughs) Yule Cheese Log. There you go. There's your name. That's like crap. (laughs) I. You know, somewhere out there, there's somebody probably in Wisconsin who has made the Yule cheese log. Oh, my God. People in Wisconsin, if you live out there, please tell me, is there a Yule cheese log somebody has made because that's what they decided to make? I'm looking And I'm Jane, and I am drinking because today is my birthday. (laughs) Yay! Jane, it's your birthday. Happy birthday to (laughs) you. episodes they refuse to air now (laughs) (laughs) for reasons for reasons i found a video on youtube for real california cheese yule log (laughs) california really (laughs) it's the cheese (sighs) of course oh yeah, nope. I got my cake. I sent Linda a picture of my cake. It's really awesome. If you want to post that underneath, to just, I don't care. I mean, obviously, I didn't care enough that my age is literally on a cake. And if you can name the movie reference that the cake is making, yeah. you win a prize. <laughs> I want to start I mean, quoting I told- it, but I can't. I know. I mean, I I told my husband exactly what I wanted because usually I don't really i was telling you earlier i don't really care about my birthday i i really kind of it usually leaves a bad taste in my mouth and i usually don't ask for anything but i told my husband like the one thing i want is i want this cake with this quote on it because this year this age that i'm turning is the only time i can use this quote (laughs) any other age it makes no sense 
one year uh, back in college, I told my friends that I didn't like I didn't want them buying stuff for me. So I said, okay, I want a rubber chicken, and I want uh, at the top of my list was the um, Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) So one of my roommates found the Ark of the Covenant. And it's just like this little tiny version that's sitting in my bathroom to this day. So. I was surprised they didn't like paper mache one. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. So I like to tell people I've got the Ark of the Covenant in my bathroom. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, today we are covering uh, chapter 11 of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, A Midwinter's Tale. Yeah, this was um when the show first came out, this was considered a special bonus episode, but now they've just kind of tied it into uh chapter 11. It came out um around Christmas time. So, and it was fun. It was a lot of um it actually is a good connector to the next one, and we can talk about how that's a connector for the end, but yes. I cannot wait to to start watching season 2. And I'm so happy that you got me back into it because like it's just that that one corny episode with the trial and like disorder in the court. I was just like, <laughs> I knew that was nope, I'm up. out. But then, like watching it now, like hold you back in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm like I can't wait to to see more, and I'm really excited about it. And I love all the the actors involved. And yeah, I mean, it's just it's I I love it. So I'm I'm very glad that you um you got me back into it. Excited to hey, see you. Hey. I'm engorged with excitement. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, okay, one second. I'm not drunk enough for this. Hold on. <laughs> you know I'm never going to let it die. <laughs> uh, well, he did die, so. Yes, but that shouldn't stop us. <laughs> Didn't buy enough of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jane's already... Um, having a good time <laughs> i'm i'm just spinning the ball with the rest of the liquor and it just kind of watching going like yep it's almost gone oh well <laughs> it's almost the liquor store hour <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair we have like another like box of just like straight up booze down there mm-hmm. but my husband's already drank like all the good tasting ones so i'm sure that all that's left is just the ones that i use for like mixers <laughs> And they're not, there isn't the right kind of bottles for the right mixers. So I'm like, I'd be very creative in the kitchen and I don't really want to be creative. So after this, I'll probably just go back to watching Frasier. So it's all good. This is how I spend my birthday, by the way, <laughs> recording hey. podcasts and watching old TV shows. I can't blame you. Like, I, I think for one of my birthdays, I spent it watching, um, oh, watching uh, bad movies. But then there was also Barbarella. <laughs> And I just had a bunch of friends over and we watched just a bunch of, of movies like Barbarella, um, oh, uh, Survival Pinata Island <laughs> with Nicholas Brendan. And I think, um, what's her name? Uh, Presley. Yeah, I can't remember her name from My Name is Earl. Um, I love oh. her too. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. I do. I love her. Damn it. But okay. um, <laughs> love her away. I'm not looking it up right now. But also, um, lately. Wait to my windows open right now. <laughs> I'd probably lose track of our agenda if I did one more. 
lately I've been watching a lot of uh, Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah, every time I try to watch something new that I haven't already seen, unless it's obviously for the podcast, though, granted, I've already watched this, I'm just like, no, I need something I could just play in the background that I know and I don't need to pay attention to because I'm working on other things. So it's been a while since I've watched anything new. Oh, Jamie Presley. Thank you. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, I always do this with people I like. Like, I forget their names. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of... The Mary Tyler Moore show, though, um, just today, Gavin McLeod passed away. So, R.I.P. And Ed Asner wow. wrote, like, the saddest tweet. And uh, just, like, uh, I don't know. I can't handle it. Oh, okay. I've, I've been off Twitter. That's what, okay. I've been so confused because, like, every so often I get, like, notifications of tweets. And I'm just, like... Oh, I guess somebody died. And I've not been paying attention. I've been so like, I've been basically like cleaning my house. Again, I know how to celebrate my birthday. I've been cleaning my house. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm not paying attention to this. I'm doing other things. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wrote like the saddest thing about like how he was his best friend. And now it's just um, him and Betty White. And mm-hmm. but he'll be joining him soon, and I'm just like, no, Ed Asner. Jesus, no, <laughs> okay, <you're> <laughs> that makes forever. it a little darker. <laughs> you're amazing, and you're gonna live forever. Don't you see that? <laughs> uh, okay, now to be fair, at least in his tweet, he didn't say, "And Betty White will be joining him soon," <laughs> because that would have that would have changed the context of the tweet entirely. Okay, <laughs> it could have gone the other way, or we will be joining him soon. You know, it could it could have made it sound a lot more sinister. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Betty White is a, a Highlander. I'm pretty sure of it, and that makes me happy. I love Betty White with all my heart. <laughs> But anywho, uh, yeah, so <laughs> we're talking about... We're not talking about Betty White today. <laughs> we should, though. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this uh, one was directed by Jeff Wilnoff. I-, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, I think it's Wilnoff. But, um, it looks like Wilnoff to me, so... It, it... And you know me in names. I don't even try at this point. <laughs> it does... Because <laughs> I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> it was... Uh, Directed or written by uh, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who is the uh, creator, and as well as Donna Thorland. And I know we've we've talked about them before, but um, with uh, Jeff Wolnoff, he um, he's if you have a favorite show on television, he's probably written or directed for it at least one episode. Um, Supernatural. Yes, uh, he's actually directed a. Uh, and written, actually, I think mostly uh, directed a bunch of episodes of television shows since the early 90s. And um, <laughs> it started off by uh, he shadowed the director Norman Jewison in the Oscar winning film Moonstruck, starring Cher and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> And I knew I, that you would you would be really excited about that. <laughs> all I'm thinking right now is somehow you're going to deep fake Nicolas Cage's voice into the engorged excitement, <laughs> and I'm going to I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm 
I, I'm, I'm just going to explode like in rage and sadness. But how and just, would like, Nicholas go Cage position. deliver that line, though? <laughs> Um, I'm sure you have a better idea of that. This is where we have Donnie insert the line where we have Adrian do it. Um, <laughs> but uh, anywho, so I'm going to try to get through these really quick because he's done about uh, approximately a million uh, episodes of different shows. But um, he really uh, started in 1988 with a TV movie called Betrayal of Silence but um, he went on to do uh, to direct episodes of Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, uh, Renegades, Silk Stockings. Uh, he did an episode of Stargate SG-1, um, Earth, Final Con- Conflict, and um, Sliders, The Outer Limits, uh, the uh, Soul Food, uh, even Dark Angel. Uh, he did an episode of Birds of Prey and Smallville, and uh, True Calling and Dead Like Me. I freaking loved Dead Like Me. Ooh, and Taken. That was a good one. Um, he's even done NCIS. Uh, he's done uh, three episodes of Battlestar Galactica. And uh, two episodes of Eureka, which I also loved. And uh, an episode of Supernatural. And uh, a couple episodes of Bones... And uh, being Erica, I don't, I'm not familiar with that one though. Um, he's done an episode of V. He's done episodes of Copper, Perception, Saving Hope, Heroes Reborn, um, and I think he's best known for uh, Vikings. But he also you're leaving one out. Am I? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know he's done The Expanse, and he's done an episode of. Riverdale. Nope, you're leaving another one <laughs> and, out. Uh, runaways. You're leaving another one out. Uh oh. Oh, fuck me. He's done an episode <laughs> of The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> but see, like, if there's in, there are any TV shows that you like, he's probably directed an episode. Um, and I just got distracted by a picture of, of Tom Hiddleston. Sorry. Um, <laughs> like, hello. Linda's um, going to be gone for about an hour. Um, hi audience. How are you doing? I have some research this is you and to me do. now. <laughs> but, uh, also he has, uh, he's been nominated for a bunch of awards, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to go into all of them. But he has won a couple uh, awards for Directors Guild of Canada. Um, he won for Best uh, Television Movie Slash Miniseries with Jack. And um, for Outstanding Team Achievement in a Television Movie Slash Miniseries uh, for Keep Your Head Up Kid, The Don Cherry Story. And Outstanding Team Achievement in a Television Series Drama for Being Erica. And um, he didn't win, but he was up for a nomination for Battlestar Galactica uh, for the Hugo Awards, as well as the Gold Derby Awards. And uh, he's been up for uh, Canadian Screen Awards uh, a couple times for Vikings, but uh, unfortunately he hasn't won any of those. So that's him. Jeff Wolnoff, guys. 
<sighs> and he does a great job on this episode. He really does. And he also seems like one of those guys that are really awesome in real life, too. But anyway. I don't know how you're judging this, but okay. I'll believe you. <laughs> well, I went to his website and he just seems like a, a cool dude. Oh, okay. <sighs> anyway, so the episode. The episode. Should we s- Let's start at the beginning. We have, um, it's the couple days before winter solstice um, um, and Christmas. And we go back in time to when a very freaking adorable Susie. God, she was, <gasps> whoever they got to play young Susie was an, is it a yes. goddamn adorable child? And, a, and of course, Susie, they're in line for Santa, her and Sabrina, along with uh, Susie's dad and uh, Sabrina's um, and Aunt Hilda. So <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina has to be the emo kid. <laughs> well, it's it, it's a weird I, I, I don't know how to react to that because I think I just wrote down like, damn, young Sabrina, just um, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Yeah, she's, uh, Santa asks what she wants, and she says, I want to talk to my mom. <laughs> and I think it's, and let's be fair, Susie asks for a truck like her dad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and her dad smiles, and he's like, Oh, look at my little girl. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> But then, yeah, Sabrina's like, My mom's dead. <laughs> There is no happiness, only death. (laughs) (laughs) Now you will see the rise of the young one. (laughs) And then Santa goes, that's nice. (laughs) And then you flash forward (laughs) to that. And then you, well, you, you see a lot of creepy elf doll children, but yes, then you uh, flash forward to the present day, a couple days before midwinter um, or before the winter solstice and everybody's getting ready for um winter solstice by lighting the yule log and baby letitia um blackwood's um daughter who they kidnapped and not a magic baby as or you know saved depending on how you look at it yeah i i do go with saved um the one thing that confuses me though is ambrose knows who letitia belongs to yeah or who is uh, Letitia's father. Ambrose also is kind of sort of part of the Proud Warlocks Club. <laughs> um, but he's still, like, he's not saying anything. Yeah. So I just like to point out, because I, I, his, his run in the um, little boys group yeah. is interesting. <laughs> Proud Warlocks. Okay, everybody, I want you all to gather around and I want you to name your favorite spells when we all punch you. (laughs) Or in this case, slap, tickle, fight you. Let's be fair, (laughs) what the video looks like. Have you ever seen, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, we can cut this out, but have you ever seen a Proud Boys Initiation video? No, I don't know if I want to. I'm not joking. They literally, like, they're sort of like doing like that whole like jumping in type thing, oh, but they're supposed to like name like three like cereals, three or five cereals. What? Um, well, a whole bunch of people like pummel them, but they're not like, based off of what I'm seeing. They're like kind of like slapping them, like not 
they're not crazy. like knocking out teeth. It's the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> it's it's the most repressed thing I've ever seen. Oh, we boy. cut that out, but I'm just saying, like, there's a reason why that joke makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I've got to watch it. <laughs> Have uh, fun trying to find those. Anyways, yes, anyway. we can get back to this. Yes, baby Letitia is adorable and, as hell. Uh, Aunt as Zelda well. shares her plan to claim that the wee baby Letitia is a long-lost spellman sent to them from the old country to raise as they did Sabrina. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, so... Um, yeah, they're just going to be like, oh, yeah, this baby that popped up out of nowhere all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, apparently her parents didn't want her like while she's a, child, a baby, a wee baby. <laughs> like, yeah, OK, let's see how that works out for you, Aunt Z. <laughs> Considering everybody signs their name in like, you know, the Book of the Dead yeah. and there's like records and. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, like sometimes it gets a little confusing when they talk about like stuff like the old country and because it, it sounds sometimes it sounds like they've been all around the world. Um, but then sometimes it sounds like they've they've been there in um, in uh, uh, what do you call it? Greendale. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, it well, cause you also have to remember that um, Ambrose, Aunt Zelda, and Aunt Hilda are all older than they actually appear. Right. <clears throat> Considering that, like, Ambrose was hanging out with um, Aleister Crowley yeah. and, you know, tried to burn down the Vatican, like, I think 1920. I'm trying to remember the exact year, but yeah. Yeah. So, and, Am- and, and Hilda and Zelda are even older. So, as we saw in the, right. in the court case when they started falling apart. Well, and they talk about, like, there are times like in uh in England and I mean, you know, they, they even have like sort of accent <laughs> and uh they talk about their their times like around the world and but then at the same time, you know, the spellmans have been in um in Greendale since the 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 witch trials. So it's. I mean, it's it's also possible they may have moved in. They may not have been the first Spellmans. Yeah, you know, they may have been living in the old country That's and then true. moved over. Yeah, I'll be honest. There's never a history explained of where Aunt Z was before all this. So, well, and Ambrose, you know, has that British accent. So it's just like you know. I mean, who knows? But um, well, I'm sure the old country then is somewhere in England. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it's. Every now and then, it's just kind of like, where are you from? <laughs> um, and Sabrina tells Ambrose that she saw her mother in limbo and that she wishes she could talk to her mom for advice on hand- how to handle her friends and Harvey, knowing that she's a witch. And uh, she uses the fact that she's in limbo, um, that her her mother must have some uh, unfinished business to conduct a seance to contact her. And then she asks Lilith if she can borrow her Book of the Dead for the seance. And um, <laughs> Lilith lets her borrow it, but she doesn't want it to work because she's worried about what Sabrina's mother will tell her. Well, and you're also, there's a lot of other stuff that I just like to point out that's kind of cute in this whole thing. Because first off, um, when they're doing the whole, because they got the um, 
Yule log. They have to light and oh, keep right. lit. Yeah. That's the first issue. So they light the Yule log. And um, they also talk about reading a Christmas carol, which, yeah. you know, Zelda's sort of like, ugh, like all that tripe and everything. And she's like, but you love a Christmas carol. She's like, I like the ghost. Yeah. And I was like, what? which ghost do you like? Like, right? you like the one of Christmas past? Or you're like, I, I was like, like, I'm assuming either like a ghost of, you know, Christmas yet to come yeah, I think or possibly it. Jacob Marley. I, I can't imagine her liking the jolly, yes. you know, happy-go-lucky ghost or the young childlike ghost yeah. who's like trying to show him her Scrooge's past and everything. I I I love that story. I especially love it with Muppets. <laughs> Thank you. You know what's really sad? I actually had to look up, was it Jacob or Robert Marley? Because that movie has ruined yes! me and I know it's just one of them. And I'm like, okay, which the fucking one is it? Because yes. they, they had to make Statler and Waldorf the ghost and they gave it. I'm like, oh, God damn it. I know there's only one of them. And which one actually was the actual Marley? Well, you know what's also funny is that um, there was an... Uh, an animated version, uh, I want to say it's like in the 90s or the early 2000s, um, It and it had um, Kate Winslet in it, who I'm freaking loving her in Mayor of Easttown. It's amazing. Um, but anyway, um, it, it was not good, um, <laughs> <laughs> like in any sort of way. But uh, as Jacob Marley, it started. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. You're welcome. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm all out of booze, people. <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, so Ambrose is going to read, because I, I, apparently that's their tradition. To Yeah, uh, they make Ambrose Sabrina and... Um, Hilda make, you know, Christmas goodies and Zelda looks on with disappointment at everything in life. And she does. Lights the Yule log. <laughs> and they have to keep it lit or else bad spirits could possibly come down because this is the time when the veil between, you know, living and the dead is at its thinnest. So Oh, and can I know. just oh. say that like uh Aunt Z plays the creepiest version of Peekaboo with the baby? i am legit scared of her when she plays that i'm thinking like if i ever met her and she made those faces to me and like talk like that i'd be like i have to go (laughs) baby's in therapy at six months old (laughs) although the i i I know I had to pause this because uh, Vinegar Tom, uh, Aunt Zelda's stuffed familiar, yeah. is actually sitting on the couch yes. <laughs> on the one of the chairs. I'm like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> he gets to keep, he's part of it. Yes. And uh, speaking of the limbo thing, when Sabrina's talking to Ambrose, he's like, cousin, I don't recommend it. Do his whole entire thing. It's not a good idea. And she's like, oh, I know. It's just an idea. And I'm like, Ambrose, when she says something like that, that's code for, I'm going to do yeah. it. <laughs> You should know this code by now. You have heard it a million times. Of, I'm just thinking about it. It's an idea. I'm just throwing oh, it out there. Yeah, you know. Watch she's as I go get it. the book. <laughs> yeah, like, no fucks given by Sabrina of whether it's a good idea or not. And then, well, um, and even and and even the one uh, warning that Lilith gives Sabrina, and again, she doesn't know. Sabrina doesn't know that Miss um, Wardwell's Lilith is um well you don't want to let any extras come out i'm like uh-huh yeah, yeah. yes good guardian 
Oh, and Stolas is stuffed now. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> well, he's stuffed. <laughs> he's not alive. He's stuffed. Um, he is quite stuffed. And she still talks to him as if he's alive. Poor Stolas. Yeah. Well, she did kill him, so. I know. But, um. I'm and- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, she- I was going to say, she also does the weirdest thing where she invites Roz and um, Susie to the seance. And I'm like, yeah, 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 Sabrina, read the room just a little. (laughs) (laughs) You're not quite reading the room. You know, like I, I, I did have a sort of issue with that because, um, she, she asks them if they want to help, but they're too weirded out by it. Which um, I have in my notes, which tells you that this story is not set in reality. Teen girls would jump at the chance. (laughs) Thinking at least the the girls I was friends with and the girl that I was as a teen, I would be like, fuck yeah, I'm down for a seance. (laughs) You also were a girl who grew up when the craft came out. That's true. (laughs) Yes. This is a different world. And I was the little goth girl. So, I mean, even before the craft, I was the little goth girl. So, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although, um, Susie, uh, we also find that Susie's got a job playing Jingles the Christmas Elf, which I just wrote the name down, Jingles the Christmas Elf, and just dot, dot, dot afterwards. Because I, <laughs> I had no other comment. I was like, I forgot about that name. Oh, God. <laughs> Jingles. It just sounds. It just sounds like she's so excited about it. I'm like, yeah, I really want to be happy for you, Susie, and it sounds exciting. But that just sounds like what you give some really sad sop high school student because you know their parents are forcing them to get a job and the Pizza Hut stopped hiring. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Pizza Hut. Apparently, <laughs> she's always wanted to do it, and so Roz is really excited for her. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, hey, if, if that's what you want to do and take photos of kids and work with the Santa and everything, then that's fine. But it's like, I'm just like, man, it, it, I don't know anybody who would be happy to have that job. <laughs> like even like the people who dress up for the Santas for like the um, for when I take my kid to go and see Santa every, um, once a year, mm-hmm. um, like they're not dressed up the way Susie's dressed up. Like, you know, they yeah. got like nice Christmas festive stuff in, but she's dressed up like a freaking elf. <laughs> like, <laughs> and even Roz comments going like, you know, like elf on the shelf, he needs heart out basically. And I'm like, that's not a compliment. <laughs> I mean, she means as a compliment, but I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway, so, you know, bad, bad, bad jobs in my opinion. And yeah, and obviously as Susie says, the Santa's kind of a slave driver and a dick, which yeah. I can only imagine. He definitely did not watch the documentary Becoming Santa. Let's put it that way. Well, and I know you were talking about, um, you know, uh, basically Sabrina basically saying, yeah, I'm going to do this no matter what you say. <laughs> um, but then again, uh, she she creates um, an enchanted bottle of eggnog using Aunt Hilda's re- uh, special recipe that cured Harvey's dad of alcoholism. Yeah, she, well, she does a couple things. Like, first she tries to go and meet Harvey and gives him a present, which is, like, colored pencils that will never, like, dull. Yeah. Because they're enchanted. 
Um, and Harvey says, like, every time I see you, I see my brother. Again. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. I just sit there and just like, God, it, it, I know the context, but still just sounds so awful. <laughs> Once again, things you never want your partner to say to you. <laughs> and things you should never say to your partner. <laughs> just don't do Although, it. Although I will, I will admit, yeah, the, I, it's... <laughs> God, I was uh, thinking about the eggnog. It's like a pretty cool idea. But yeah, she comes by with this eggnog that uh, she's just like, here, here's eggnog. And the dad's like, is there, was there rum in there? And she's like, oh, yeah. And I just imagine like in that scenario, I'm sure Harvey's going like, I know what you're doing. But at the same time, if you were just giving an alcoholic rum, I'd also be really pissed off at you. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he could do anything because he's afraid of his dad still. Right. But you know. still... But then it like it you know it's okay good she cured her or his dad of his alcoholism yay that's awesome but then at the same time we get back to the question of like aunt z asking did he ask for your help <laughs> and did he want your help and she's just kind of butting in again and like and you know i mean i i'm sorry i'm jumping all over the show the episode but um of course, like, you know, he, he, Harvey says, thank you. I know that you, you did something with that. Meant well. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't and he, want you using that just stop drinking. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, yes. like, yeah, it, I'm kind of like back and forth with it because yeah, it's a good thing. It's for the best for everybody. But at the same time, like. Dude, that's what got you in trouble with him in the first place is. Yeah, I had that exact same note where it's just like she's poking her nose and other people's shit. But I'm just like, oh, God, it is probably good because like at least his dad's no longer an alcoholic. Cause that's where he seemed to be the most abusive. So it's. Yeah. And now that Harvey's brother's no longer there to protect him. So mm-hmm. because of the three people she invites to the site. Se- well, two of the three people she invites to her seance. <laughs> oh, God. They're not friends, yeah. but yet. <laughs> she uh, ends up enlisting the help of the weird sisters for the seance. And um, so, yeah, it, it's weird. Because and Agatha happens to be practicing hardcore in seance. So. Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess I could kind of see it. And the, the last episode um, ended with her, like, holding pinky fingers with the... Um, with the the weird sisters, yeah, they they're doing the crew walk. Like yeah. this is my crew, and um, so it's it's kind of like it seems up in the air whether like they're friends now or not. But um, but the weird sisters say like, well, we definitely understand growing up without a mom. So yeah, um, you know they yeah. they do it. Yeah, they help her and um. You know, they contact, they do get in contact with um, her mother. And at the same time, Lilith <laughs> has built the most amazing goddamn gingerbread yes. house in the face of the earth. <laughs> like, I even wrote down, like, does she have to bake every single piece of gingerbread <laughs> and ice it? Because it's, yeah. it's basically made to look like Sabrina's house with the chimney and everything. I'm like, look, and all the little gingerbread people and, and people, stuff are out front. Uh, they're made to look like the uh, the comic book characters. Mm-hmm. I know. I it. So cute. 
But it's I was like every time I look at gingerbread house, I'm like, did you did you seriously just slave under at a stove or anything? Just like baking individual <laughs> pieces of gingerbread, getting all the icing and piping ready to get all the shingling looking just right. Or did you like uh flora fauna and Merryweather it all together? <laughs> just she probably it. had to. Cause yeah, it's it's a huge, it's like a two-story freaking house. Mm-hmm. So and she ends up, and she pours water down there, and that puts the Yule log out just as they're doing their if seance. I can be honest, I feel so fucking stupid about it because, like, when they showed the the water going down and putting out the Yule log, I was like, oh, okay, of course, that's what she was doing. But at first, I thought, like, is she gonna have like a really awesome, like, uh, one of those, like, uh. What do you think? Oh, I'm trying to remember what it was called on Food Network where they had the challenges with the the cakes and the the like special holiday treats. You mean like when they have to have like sparks and like uh, yes, liquid nitrogen I was smoke like, coming? Is she <laughs> making like a, a, a volcano, like <laughs> gingerbread <laughs> volcano? She's got vinegar and baking soda up top in the chimney, and <laughs> the whole living room like, just explodes I in the house. Wait to see this awesome feature that she added to her gingerbread house. <laughs> But then at the same time, like, I was obviously not thinking logically about it because like, what, what the fuck would that have to do with the story whatsoever? <laughs> then, like, they showed her, they- Lucifer, I've made this exploding gingerbread house in your honor. <laughs> and, like, it has nothing else to do with the story. But then, but then they, they show the water going down and putting out the Yule log. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> That's a little stupid. Just a little bit. <laughs> but I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> so she puts up. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so they end up with um, an issue. Uh, Ambrose goes around and clears the room, well, clears the house while Aunt Zelda and Aunt Hilda are just like, why are you trying to contact your mother? And then he's like, look, we would have helped you if we knew that Diana was in limbo. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah Sabrina, your aunts would have helped you if you just fucking talked to them. Well, that's what I, okay, I also have that in in my notes of like, when is she going to learn that if she doesn't feel like she could tell her aunts about it, it's probably not a great idea. <laughs> like maybe you just shouldn't do it. Well, again, even, and even now it's like, Oh, like if you had just told them things would have been okay. Exactly. Things would have worked out better. They would have, would have figured something out. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, she would save herself a lot of grief if she just worked with her aunts more. Yes. Well, if she'd just listened to Ambrose. But within the realm of reason right now, considering, again, proud warlocks, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, and so Ambrose goes around, starts making sure that nothing nothing got in. Um, And then you jump back over to Susie with... Creepy Santa and creepy dolls and yeah. And Roz has one of her visions when she goes and visits Susie that there's something bad going on. And of course there is because the creepy elf doll children are out there. Yes. And this is important. And here, okay, I got to According to the timeline that we're looking at, it is uh, December 21st. And the creepy Santa kidnaps Susie, who is basically his 
in this case, when he's, she's at the mall, her right hand, you know, he, she's her, his right hand man, you know, the person who um, takes all the photos also. So like the person who helps, like, why are you doing this a few days before Christmas? Yeah. Because every single Santa I know <laughs> works until December 24th. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this was bad timing on this guy's part. Yeah, usually, like, uh, all, at least all through December. Yeah, no, it's, um, I remember when I was watching the documentary about Santa Claus, they're, the guys who play Santa are basically supposed to hide on Christmas Day. Um, oh. Because they look so much like Santa that they don't want to break the, uh, at least the ones who they interviewed and who they did for the documentary. Um, that makes they sense. don't want to break the illusion. Yeah, no, it, it's actually kind of sweet. That's really like, cool. It's, and it's, yeah, so they basically just like wherever they are, whatever mall they're in, like, you know, they go back to their place, they hang out in their hotel room. And yeah, that's that's what they're, that's what they do once uh, on Christmas Day. Huh. <clears throat> So yeah, that's what I was like looking going like, why did you do that? Like timing, dude, timing. But yeah, the creepy doll children are also crying. So yes, uh, yeah, not good. <laughs> and Susie's been, not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, Susie's been kidnapped, and it skips back over to Sabrina and you know all of you know her family issues. And Ambrose is down with a uh, dead body, writing some note, trying to translate stuff for Blackwood. And talking to his new little familiar, Leviathan, who he keeps in a box, which I do not understand. <laughs> I was writing, I go like, like, you know, Salem gets to wander around the house freely. Yes. You know, Stolas basically got to fly wherever he wanted to. And in the case of uh, Leviathan, it's like, okay, here's your matchbox. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Leviathan's Dude. probably like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Why can't I go anywhere? <laughs> oh, poor Levi. Anyways, and so, well, and then while he's translating, he looks in the mirror and he sees the corpse get up. And then he looks back and the corpse is laying down. He does that whole mirror trick where you look and you turn mm-hmm. look and and then the corpse is up and tries to stab him and he <laughs> I, I I I I hate this move where he does the spell, he knocks the corpse down. And the knife is still in the corpse hand, and he doesn't pick up the fucking knife. Yes! <laughs> I, did, I don't know why that bugs me, but I'm just like, get every single known weapon away from the thing that just right? tried to kill you. I don't care if it's a dead body that rose. It could rise again, and it still has the fucking knife. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate that move so much. I was so angry. <laughs> yes, like, I, I just saw... Um... This movie, I think it was on, no, it wasn't Hulu, but, uh, oh no, it was on Hulu. It's called Hair, or Bad Hair, and it takes place in the 80s, and um, so there's this uh, this person who I think she, this, uh, that, that just died, and <laughs> this other character comes up to the, the, the good character, and she's, like, saying what everybody else thinks. She goes... Haven't you seen horror movies? You don't check to see if they're dead. <laughs> like they're not dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't check. 
chest. Or you don't stand next to their body, yes. which is what Ambrose also did. While all the um, refrigerators for the corpses start like flying open, and yes, yeah, it's like God damn it! I was like, <laughs> frustrating. And then of course you're also hearing like uh, invisible children's laughter, which yeah. I will say, I like kids. You know, I. I prefer to talk to kids more than I prefer to talk to adults. But invisible children laughter is the scariest shit I have ever heard. Right? Like, I feel like that's the best thing that they did in uh, the Blair Witch Project was ha- that moment when they had the kids laughing. <laughs> yeah. No. And any time that you have children laughing in the dark or in scary situations, it's like. Oh, yeah. No, fuck that. Oh, yeah. No, it's a lot scarier than like the deep throated laugh. It's like this this small child laugh is like, OK, no, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. I'm out. I'm noping. My, I'm noping out of this place. <laughs> so hard. Uh, yeah. And especially because um, I, I know that like from my. Okay, so ever since I was a kid, I've been kind of obsessed with like paranormal stuff. And uh, they say the, that demons will most often take the form of a child. So, yeah, that's about the time I would be noping out so incredibly fucking hard. I'd be like, okay, time to burn the house and move. <laughs> and bury it in salt. Because <laughs> we're done. Nope, 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 nope. Uh. Anyways, and the you know the evil laughing children torture um, Hilda by basically throwing knives at her in a weird way and stealing her stuff, and um, they kidnap Letitia and hide her in a preheating oven. Yes, oh, that made me so nervous. I don't even have children, and I was just like, (gasps) (laughs) the baby. Yeah, no, it's it, it, Letitia's fine, obviously, and yeah. they figure out uh, after Zelda keeps harping on Sabrina, possibly pointing out the Yule log, which she does believe Sabrina didn't. Um, you know, they mm. admit that they have Yule, um, Yule lads, Yule lads. <laughs> an infestation, which is of really Yule hard lads. to say. Yule lads, <laughs> um, <laughs> which. Do you want to? Do you want to tell the story of how the Yule lads came about and introduce uh, our? New favorite witch, or should I? I think you should, because I think you tell it better. Okay, so, because I also have to bring up the other <laughs> the other great uh, quote from here, which I think makes Sabrina look like the smartest one in this show. <laughs> but, um, so, the story that Zelda tells, because, uh, of course, you know, um, they think they have a poltergeist, and Zelda's like, no, it's worse, it's the Yule lads. And they tell the story about, um, you know, Long ago, thousands of years ago, um, there's a witch named Gryla, um, who with another witch, um, they're starving, and they decide that they will sacrifice their children and eat them. And Sabrina has the best line out of this, which is, oh, yes. is up with witches and cannibalism? <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> okay, point Sabrina. <laughs> I mean, it's a good question. <laughs> I know. And a, what happens, of course, is uh, Gryla kills her son, and then the other witch doesn't follow through. So Gryla, of course, gets angry, and since then, she's basically been taking in all the unwanted children or the children who are lost, and that makes up the Yule lads. So, and Gryla needs to come and recover them. But she hates men, <laughs> so Ambrose has to get the heck out of Dodge and go be with Luke. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And also there's the fear that because Letitia is, I guess, technically without a parent or a mother mm-hmm. um, or, you know, any sort of parent, <clears throat> Blackwood really doesn't count. Um, they're worried that Gryla would try to take Letitia as well because Gryla is not of that house. So Sabrina volunteers to hide Letitia downstairs um, in the little, um, uh, God, I can't think of what it's, uh, coroner's off um, room, where, where Ambrose does all the body sh- stuff. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, Hilda and Zelda summon Gryla to retrieve her kids. Yeah, I have a note about that, but please continue. I, I mean, it's... <laughs> It, I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, Gryla's just an awesome, awesome character. So why don't you go on with what you love about Gryla? Okay, so... Besides her love of gin. You can talk <laughs> yeah. about her love of gin. Yeah, so Gryla comes and they get her to take her Yule Lads by uh, giving her gin. Um, well, first Hilda tries to offer her, like, cookies, sweet cakes, <laughs> yeah. all these, like, foods she's made. And Gryla's like, you got gin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I love her because she just kind of seems like... She's had a rough day, man. <laughs> like, she just kind of seems like that. But A rough thousand years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, my God. Okay, so, mm, okay, um, I'm trying to decide how to go about the, uh, saying this, but, um, okay, so, yeah, uh, they, they send Sabrina with the baby to the basement, um, the autopsy basement, whatever it is. And, uh, and anyway, uh, she hears the baby, uh, Gryla, and she wants to take it to, uh, add to her Yule lads. And Sabrina's mother appears and says that for the evening, she's been given authority by St. Lucia and by the demon Lucy. And she tells them, uh, to uh, draw a circle of salt or that she will dra- dry, uh, draw a circle of salt and Gryla will grab one arm of the baby and Z will grab the other and whoever has the strength to pull her out of the circle gets to claim her. Well, um, which <laughs> Sabrina has the best look during that, which is the wait you're going to basically perform dismemberment on the baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pull her apart like a you're- wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> Grab an arm and make a wish. <laughs> and Aunt Z's kind of like, the fuck? But, like, she refuses to pull the child apart. Go, Aunt Z. So Gryla wins by default. But uh, we find out that Sabrina's mom, uh, Diane, appeared to Sabrina when the baby first cried out. And she showed her how to do a changeling spell to make Ambrose's teddy bear look like the baby. Um, which I wrote the note. Ambrose comes back. Where's my teddy bear? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck, Sabrina? That was my teddy bear. Like you couldn't have just given her like a uh, a lamp or something. Fuck. Um, a leg. There's a yes! corpse in there. <laughs> like a head or something. Like you couldn't give her some like one of your stuffed animals. Because, I mean, it's, it, the teddy bear is, like, literally sitting on his desk, so it must have some, right? you know, maybe meaning to it. Like, what I an don't asshole know. thing to do, Sabrina. But anyway. Because, yeah, of course, it turns back into a teddy bear, and Gryla realizes what happened. Yeah, so. she's like, oh, hell no. But Well, kind of. She doesn't quite, it, she's not quite, oh, hell no, yeah. because they end up needing Gryla. <laughs> but my um, my note was, 
if you're trying to hide the baby from Gryla, why just send her with the baby with Sabrina downstairs? Bitch, leave the property. <laughs> like, like Ambrose kind of noped out of there. Yes. Yeah, because they were like, uh, yeah, she just don't really like dudes. Uh, so you might want to get out. And he's like, yeah, I think I'll do that. So why the fuck not take the baby and go with Ambrose or like just fuck off somewhere else? Like, well, I couldn't take the baby because, you know, it's supposed to be secret baby. To with Ambrose, that is. True, but I mean, but yeah, Sabrina could have gone to like Roz's house. She could have gone out to the woods. I don't know. She could have gone to Wardwell's house or yes. Lilith's house just because she still doesn't realize Lilith is, you know, is a bad. danger. Yeah. So. I mean, there's so many different things she could have done. Um, I mean, she could have, I don't know. Like, there are just so many things she could have done. And like, she wouldn't even even had to like. Uh, you know, go to somebody's house. She could have just gone to the fucking school. They can't, I don't, well, no, I guess that's bad. But I mean, it, either way, how about not just going down fucking stairs? <laughs> like, I mean, babies are going to cry. It's a fucking baby. Like, I don't know. That just, that it didn't make a lot of sense to me. And plus, like, if you've already got the Yule kids around, then, like, can't one of them be like, oh, hey, there's a baby downstairs. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, baby witch Benadryl right now. <laughs> uh, put some rum in, uh, like, in a bottle. I don't know. Uh, Put some gin in. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, when uh, when Ambrose takes off, uh, he says that uh, what's his name? Luke wanted to invite him to his party anyway. And they go to a bar or club, whatever. um, And we get a very, very short shot of Jedediah Goodacre, which is such a fucking delicious name. Uh, playing Dorian Gray. Okay, I was like, I know where they go, but I'm trying to remember how much we know about this. So, yeah, it hasn't yes. really been introduced yet, and it was just a very short scene. But um, I, because I saw in IMDb uh, Jedediah Goodacre, and I was like, what an amazing fucking name! And like, it sounds like he should be a witch. But um, I I looked into it. And I was like, who the hell did he play? And I was like, Dorian Gray. What? Yep. I'm not going to say anything else because we haven't gone to those episodes yet. I was like, I know. I knew exactly where he went. But I'm like, <laughs> they just meet at the bar and then he goes to the next scene. I can't really talk about mm, this. <laughs> fair enough. But I just wanted to mention yeah. it. And mostly because I love his name. His real name. Like, I mean, I love the character of Dorian Gray, but and I, I, I fucking love Oscar Wilde, but I mean. Oh, you're going to find this Dorian Gray interesting. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> He's not too hard on the eyes either. God, I sound, so, I sound like an old lady, but I just love the name <laughs> Jedediah Goodacre. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I love him so much. Why'd you marry him? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, Gryla finds out, and I think yeah, you're more right. She's still out in the woods though, and that's when Roz shows up and um, 
Susie's been missing for over a day, and uh, Roz says that her cunning took over, and she saw um, a whole bunch of the doll children and some sort of demon and Susie in trouble. So um, they leave the baby with Roz. (laughs) Roz looks petrified. Roz is also kind of like, wait, who's the baby? (laughs) She doesn't say anything, but I was thinking, like, I don't think. I don't think Roz knows about the baby. <laughs> it's like, here, take this baby. It's like, what was going to happen to the she baby? She does kind of look bewildered. Like, and, like I can't yeah. blame her. But, um, yeah. And you found the demon's name, which I actually wrote down, yes! uh, is Sin Bartel. And I wrote question mark. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And, like, I love that that it's Sin Bartel. And I was thinking, like, so that's the deal with Bartel drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he became a pharmacist. <laughs> Considering the weird wax children he's making. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> that's what he's doing. He's basically taking children and killing them, dipping them in wax. And that's all the little wax children dolls. He's going to do that to Susie. So basically saying that she is the most beautiful one and he usually has to wait till Christmas Day, but he found and yeah. And of course they call Gryla because even though Gryla's probably pissed that, you know, she got a teddy bear instead, she can't stand it when people hurt children. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Gryla and I have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> and they, it's, like, it, it seems like Sin Bartel, they, they say that he's, um, the aunties say that he's a Yule demon who preys on children. But he kind of seems like a different take on Krampus. Yeah, kind of. And he kind of even looks like Krampus a little bit, too. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. he looks like Krampus, but obviously he's not really following the Krampus lore, which is that it's supposed to be naughty children and right. stuff them in a sack and beat them. So he's just dipping them in wax and creating these beautiful wax children statues that cry. Yes. Yeah. But yes, and, and Gryla comes and uh, saves Susie. But before I arrived her, just before he, she asked Susie, she's like, do you have a parent? He goes, she goes, yeah, my dad. And she's like, go to him. Like, I have this weird feeling that if you did have a dad, she probably would have made you a Yule lad. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why she was asking. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm just sort of like, hey. although at the same time, she's like, go to your go to him. You do not want to see what comes next. I'm like, yes. I want to see what comes next. I want to see what comes next. I want to see what comes next. <laughs> and it is Susie a runs out. I know. That's why I want to see what comes next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like it. I liked it. Oh, yeah. They, they determined to uh, candelabra, uh, human-sized candelabra. <laughs> yeah, which is... Um... If you think about that, kind of what he looks like, I'm just saying. <laughs> But yeah, Gryla kills him, and Susie and uh, runs out and meets Sabrina and her aunties and everything. And um, they say that they'll put a spell on Susie's dad, so he doesn't remember any of this. I'm like, well, hold on. He also was making a police report. <laughs> There's a couple things you need to do. <laughs> you need to go yeah. back a little bit. <laughs> oh, and then. Aunt Z decides that it will be safer for the wee baby Letitia if she takes her to be raised by Desmelda in the woods, which I had to look it up just to confirm. But yeah, it's the Mad-Eye Moody looking uh, witch in the woods. 
Which I am curious as to how much care Desmelda can really provide right? for Letitia. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense to an old witch, but at the same time, like, you're... you're I just I feel like you know there's not a lot of play time there with a small child the way there should be in the comfort arms sort of and deal. an old yeah. hermit witch in the woods. Yes, <laughs> but I mean I guess if the fairies can do it in uh, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> to be fair, depending on which fairies we're looking at, they didn't do a good job, and you know somebody else had to step in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But also, um, Sabrina's mom appeared to her right before Solstice Day to tell her that she followed Edward on the path of night for as long as she could, but she wouldn't lead anyone else along it. Which just kind of... Oh, and the reason why uh, Sabrina's mom was in limbo was because she was worried that nobody would love Sabrina the way that her mom was going to love her. And then she realizes that Zelda actually does really love Sabrina a lot, um, which is one of the things that uh, even Hilda brings up with Sabrina is um, there was always bad blood between her and um, and um, Sabrina's mom and uh, Aunt Z yeah. just because of Aunt Z's feelings towards human witch warlock hi- um, being together. Right. But, and, but yes, yeah. obviously Sabrina is very much loved. Yeah, as we talked about before, like Aunt Zelda <clears throat> kind of comes across as like this gruff person who wouldn't be a, a good mother figure. But I mean, she proves with Sabrina and with the baby that she's very like she's extremely maternal, but just in a different way. Yeah, it's I mean, save for that weird like uh, nightmare that's given to them, you know, a couple episodes back mm-hmm. where she cooks, the, you know, the fat child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> OK, she's for extremely Satan. maternal to witch babies. <laughs> but, well, and they were all technically witch and warlock oh, babies. True. But yes, no, yeah. but she, you even see her. She's like telling stories. She's telling like sort of like some of the things like how Bible stories are told. It's like, gosh, she really she I even wrote down like she either needed to like just somehow raise more children or just start an orphanage because mm-hmm. she wants, she is the most maternal person on this entire show, <laughs> like more than Hilda. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Although, you know, she says she's going to bring uh, Letitia to Desmelda right after the solstice. And they invite, well, Ambrose is, comes back, you know, and they're doing the reading of Christmas Carol, and they're all in their pajamas, they're all gathered around, and Letitia's there, and so is Luke, who is part of Father Blackwood's group. Aww. No questions raised at all during this entire thing. I, I don't know why I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it the first time. The second time around, I was like, is he just dense and he believes the this is a lost spellman? <laughs> well, he could just be, you know, one of those guys that are so cute but without brains. <laughs> you know, like... They just have baby, baby, nice, baby, no cry. <laughs> I have cute boyfriend, boyfriend, nice and pretty. <laughs> I kind of want to do it with my boyfriend. But he keeps reading this guy named Dickens. <laughs> I want some Dickens. 
<laughs> hey, the baby kind of looks like uh, <laughs> like the father uh, Blackwood's other baby. That's weird. That's funny. He he he, Dickens. <laughs> I, I don't know if we just insulted somebody. <laughs> Maybe. But at the same time, just like, I think we also just captured the um, <laughs> the version that we always imagined the, uh, you know, really, really. <laughs> I, never mind. I just. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that went on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just going like, man, it's. I think we just did the stereotypical, like, like dumb jock sort of thing. <laughs> well, he's meant to be pretty. <laughs> and yes. he does that job very well. <laughs> yeah, sort of like how I imagine Derek Zoolander, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's ask him if he could turn, um, if he turn, turn left. left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, yeah, it was a really enjoyable episode. At least I, I thought so. Yep. Well, and you've also um what's interesting is cuz Ambrose is reading um Charles Dickens and uh he's getting to um I think it's when the I can't remember the time he reads, but I think it's the uh when the ghost of Christmas yet to come comes and then you see in the mind the three demon kings come out oh, of hell. Oh, right. Yeah. And cut. Yes. <laughs> so what's going to happen next? Who knows? It'll be a while. We're going to do other things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry. We're going to read books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Do you feel like we covered it? I think we did. I think we're good. I think we covered a good chunk of it. Oh, and um, and uh, Lilith bites the head off the Sabrina oh, cookie. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which I, I, I know. <laughs> now I want to see her consume the whole house and just see what happens. With the volcano feature. <laughs> she added that afterwards. She's like, this is for Linda. Yes. Like, you know, it'd be really cool <laughs> if this chimney smoked. <laughs> I guess this is the time where I say, please listen, subscribe, rate, and review Bedknobs and Broom Flicks on Apple Podcasts. It helps us immensely. It helps other people find us. Uh, so also remember, you could find Bedknobs and Broom Flicks on uh, Twitter at at Broom Flicks. That's B-R-O-O-M-F-L-I-C-K-S. You know we're enjoyable because we've got licks at the end. Yeah. And uh, you can also write to us at broomflicks at gmail.com. Please do. We love the correspondence. And uh, you can find me on the, the well, you could listen to my old episodes, I could say, of Cage's Kiss, the Nicolas Cage podcast. Uh, also check me out as Lila in Dispatches of Disassociation and as Patrice and Lieutenant Murphy in Coyote's Bluff, which was amazing. And um, yeah, so I have another show, uh, Video Rama. But uh, it's still kind of up in the air and a lot of work uh, has to go into it before it launches. But uh, I'd like to thank Doug Walters and Redwire Blackwire for allowing us to use their song uh, Compass. And Jane, what? where can the people find you? Stealing children in the woods? 
raising children in the woods, which you actually forgot to mention. Gryla takes in all the children that uh, Sin Bartel oh, has killed right. and adds them to her Yule lads. And she even welcomes them, and they're all laughing and giggling. So she's got her own little merry band of poltergeists. I totally forgot about that. Yep, so did I. I was just like, oh, we should probably mention that. Oh, wow. Uh, no, not kidnapping children, though I would, you know, more than happy take, I'd be happy to take care of, you know, the wayward children. <laughs> but you know that you can find, um, you can basically see the only signs of me as an actual human being by going to my uh, cat's, my kitchen's Instagram page, uh, Levi and Mikasa cat stories. <laughs> That's <laughs> underscore after Levi and Mikasa. I try to post there at least every once in a while if they're doing something cute or they're just looking cute because hence the point of a cat, a cat's Instagram. Including that's... playing board games with your child. <laughs> that is so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were actually trying to play Monopoly with us earlier. It was not working out. <laughs> My kid was getting very frustrated with them. Oh. <laughs> Did, were they trying to be the banker? Or... <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Actually, they were trying to be the banker. We were playing. But we were... <laughs> I don't. I, it just reminded me I need to go clean that up because I don't want them to start chewing on houses. Oh, yeah. Hotels. That's probably not a good or idea. Swallowing, or swallowing the iron. So. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. So. Anyways, yeah. yeah, so you will can see, catch us on our next episode where we'll be covering uh, Teen Witch. Yay! And also in the... Oh, Linda's excited about this. I am so this. excited. I, like, part of my reason for wanting this podcast is to make you watch Teen Witch. <laughs> <laughs> so I am so excited. I can't even... I, I think I asked you, what's the drink minimum for watching this? <laughs> <laughs> Lots. <laughs> Um, and also, heads up, everyone, um, now is definitely the time to make sure that you read uh, The Assassin's Blade, which is the Sarah J. Moss uh, novella combo. I think she made five, she wrote five novellas. Mm -hmm. um, they're all prequels to um, the Throne of Glass series. Um, it's We're going to kind of cover them all at once because there's some witch stuff to talk about, but we just want to make sure that we're covering some of the additional story stuff. So, yeah, just start reading it. Probably about a month we're going to cover it. Right, Linda? Right? Yes. Going to read it in a month? Yeah. Going to finish it in a month? Going to make sure the chapters are finished? Going to have some good notes written down? Going to... <laughs> to make sure that the plots are all interconnected and make sure that we have something to talk about and that we're not going to have to just cover more vampire diaries later on Ow. like we already have no. to. No, we'll I'll, have read to I'll read it. I'll read the book. Soon. I'll read the book. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody hits the podcast stop button right there. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll read the damn book. <laughs> but uh until then what's that got to do with my yule time log <laughs> my cheese log i thought you were gonna i i was really worried you're gonna say a yule lads knob and i was like oh, and no, 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 we're no. out of here <laughs> that, that would be i was like no us. no no abort abort <laughs> abort <laughs> i can somewhat filter myself <laughs> oh, but yeah we'll be uh seeing you next week or in two weeks i should say 
But yeah, we'll see ya. Yep. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> <Log>. <laughs>